Good morning, church family, hey? What a wonderful privilege it is to be preaching the word on our first One Church Sunday together. And if you, uh, if you don't know me, my name is Paul, and I lead the team that oversees New Life Community Church. We are One Church family meeting in multiple locations, both here in Wimborne and in Fornibridge. Now, we're going to continue expressing our worship together in song and testimony after the words. But for this brief moment, I would like to draw our attention to the verse from the book of Hebrews that was sent out as part of our recent church family update. So if you have your Bibles, I'd like you to turn to Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. It will be up on the screen just in case. The scripture says, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. As I shared in the family update, scripture tells us that the people of old received their commendation from God by their faith. Faith that trusted all that God had spoken would come to pass, even if they didn't fully understand how and when it would happen. Despite the unknown, they pressed on as Noah built a saving ark and Abraham went out knowing, not knowing where he was going. Sorry, went out not knowing where he was going. If he knew, that, that would contradict everything I'm about to say. <clears throat> this morning, as we step into a new season together, we can certainly feel like we are very much stepping out into the unknown, which if you've ever had the experience of trying something new, which you've never done before, I imagine, depending on what that something new is, it can feel both... Uh, it's thrilling and terrifying simultaneously. After running my marathon uh, in Brighton a few weeks ago, my friend and I, I'm trying to look for him now, and there he is, oh, <laughs> there he is. My friend and I and our families, we went to a trampoline park on the beach, and we were introduced to what I can only describe as a giant human catapult. Now, at that point, both my friend Paul and I, uh, we were approached to go on this thing to which we both very sensibly turned it down. But after the kids had been bouncing around a bit for a while, we were approached again, and the guys who were working that day said, hey, both Paul and I, if we wanted to, could go on this giant human catapult for free. <laughs> now, of course, I wasn't completely in the unknown, because thankfully, my friend Paul went first. <clears throat> And he didn't die. <laughs> so that gave me some measure of confidence. However, I have never done anything like this before. This feat of engineering effectively would slingshot you into the air where you had very little control, and you'd probably somersault a few times before coming back to the ground. And I think you probably knew that you were testing the boundaries a bit when the guy who was strapping you in asked if it wasn't too tight around the family jewels area because why would he have to ask that question if there wasn't some degree of concern over what the ride could potentially do? In a similar way, we can have a measure of confidence, although I might add, a confidence that is even greater. Because as a church family, we step out together into what feels like areas of unknown. But firstly, we're 
we're not the only ones who have walked that type of path before. Scripture and history is wonderfully full of people who stepped out in faith, and we have their testimony. But it is also our testimony today that we have a mighty God who goes before us and is with us, and what is unknown to us is not unknown to him. Hebrews 11 says, It was by faith that Noah built a large boat to save his family from the flood. He obeyed God, who warned him about things that had never happened before. So this morning, on our first One Church Sunday, I would like to lead us by preparing our hearts for the journey ahead. And we are going to do so by looking at having faith to build through the character of Noah. So, Father, I want to thank you for your word. I want to thank you that it is alive today, as when it was first written. And for all of those who are here, whether part of your church family or seeking to discover who you are and what you're all about, may this word today do us all good and prove to be significant in preparing us for this journey together and in drawing us closer to you as family. In Jesus' name, amen. So Noah, as well as many other guys in the Bible, had faith to build in extraordinary circumstances. Wouldn't it be great in these times, these days, as a church family, with the same measure of faith, the same confidence, the same conviction, and to have the same devotion to God as people like Noah. So we look to the scripture to build up our faith that we too might be might have faith to build. And we're going to start with that first sentence in Hebrews 11, verse 7. It was by faith that Noah built a large boat to save his family from the flood. Okay, there is obviously more to this story than just Noah looking to save his family from an impending global flood. However, I do think it's important to note that part of Noah's obedience to God is motivated by the understanding that his actions, how he responds to what God has asked him to do, is going to have a direct impact on his family. So he takes this step of faith knowing it will save his family. And God takes that faith that Noah offers, he grabs it with both hands, and he uses it to accomplish a much bigger purpose in saving humanity. What Noah did to save his family God used to save humanity. So just by understanding this, there is an immediate application for us who follow Jesus. There are going to be steps of faith moments in your life that to you will be connected to what's immediately around you, whether that's family or friends or work, a house move or something along those lines. It might to you feel like a big step but it's a faith move written in the context of your story. But alongside that, I want you to remember and be encouraged that your story is married into God's story. And so don't be surprised when God takes your step of faith, grabs it with both hands, and uses it to accomplish a much bigger purpose, something that reaches far beyond your context. God is asking us here, as an eldership team, 
I'm going to embarrass them a little bit. If you are an elder at New Life Community Church, can you just stand, please? I have prepped them, so they're not unsurprised with this completely, okay. Together, these guys, us together, we have a shepherding responsibility before God for the whole church family. And I will say, I wholeheartedly recommend them. I commend them. They're actually very nice, okay? <laughs> Let me encourage you, particularly if you're part of the Winborn family, grab hold of them in a nice way and say, hey, get to know them. Thanks, guys. That's it. You didn't have to do anything else. It's good. <clears throat> so God is asking us here as an eldership team, as a church family, to build something together across rural communities that is new, that is robust and is able to weather flood-like activity. But whilst our mandate is boat building, God is using that for a much bigger purpose. I wholeheartedly believe, I am convicted that God has a bigger picture and purpose in mind for the impact of what he is building here through people like you and I. A purpose that reaches far beyond our context. So in the second sentence of that verse, it says in Hebrews 11:7, he obeyed God who warned him about things that had never happened before. Noah obeyed God. Obedience, I think Aaron's picked it up just not, not too recently. Obedience is a great place to start. And it gives us an opportunity to tackle potentially also some of the misconceptions about what it means to be obedient. I'm not particularly convinced that obedience is warmly received as a positive thing across our cultural context. Unfortunately, as with many other things, there is a likelihood that it is currently and has been unbiblically administered. But that doesn't mean that it should be swept underneath the carpet. Biblical obedience understood and outworked within the right context is good and honoring and worthy of redeeming. So let's have a look together what I believe biblical obedience to be. And if we have a healthy picture of what something should be, that in turn should help us understand what it shouldn't be. So firstly, clearly obedience is about following instruction. And therefore, there are two parties involved, the one who is giving the instruction and the one who is receiving it. In this case, God has instructed Noah to build a boat in order to house his family, food, and living creatures according to God's blueprint. On receipt of this instruction, Noah then decides to carry out the task assigned to him. This is just part one of obedience. So here, in regards to Fordham Bridge and Wimborne, and down the line, we hope a village called Downton. We believe God is, has and is giving us a blueprint a, to build a church according to his purposes and for the glory of his name. Our heart and hope is to faithfully go about the business of building according to that blueprint. So firstly, obedience is about following instruction. Secondly, obedience comes out of relationship. Genesis 6, 9 tells us that Noah walked with God. Other translations have walked faithfully with God or walked in close fellowship with God. Either way, the implication is that Noah knew God. And that plays a part in Noah's response to God. So obedience is wrapped up in following an instruction 
that comes out of a faithful relationship. Relationship breeds trust, and trust forms an integral part of journeying together. When you grow in relationship with God, and that happens through prayer, through his word, and through his, be- and through his people, trust, trust builds. When trust builds, the more adventurous you can be, the more risks you are willing to take, the more you are willing to venture into the unknown because you have greater knowledge and therefore greater confidence in the one who journeys with you. That's the principle we want to embrace here as one church family together, using every opportunity to grow in relationship with God and with one another, that trust may build and that with God together, we can be wonderfully adventurous going forward. Amen? So let me encourage you to do just that. Over the course of the next few months, we're going to have opportunity to build relationship with one another. That includes today and uh, our future One Church Sundays. That includes having fun together at our One Church Weekend in the dark, apparently. <coughs> Coming up on the bank on that August bank holiday weekend. It also includes, it will include opportunities over the summer where we'll be putting dates intentionally in the church diary to hang out together, usually with food. See, how is it you say theology, it's like you say food, it's amen. It's amen, okay? (laughs) Trust builds quicker with food, fact, as well. If you, so if you love good food, apparently, good food. If you love hosting, having around people for barbecues or anything like that, we're going to be looking for hosts over the summer where we can gather together as church family to build relationship, have some fun. So if you are already sitting there and thinking, I love doing this kind of stuff, this is me, and you're excited about that, please chat to Joel Beth, our lovely church administrators. They will be coordinating dates. Okay, so obedience from instruction, obedience flows out of relationship, And then probably thirdly and most crucially, biblical obedience is a response of the utmost respect. Hebrews 11.7 connects obedience with a holy fear or reverent fear. I guess it would be similar to feeling like you are standing as close as you can to Niagara Falls. You are mindful in that moment of its presence, its power, and can equally marvel at its beauty. Noah, in reverence to God, carried out God's instruction. And so this this whole journey that we are on together as a family is primarily motivated through our utmost respect, our reverence to God. We are mindful, indeed, we are in complete awe of the God who has called us to play a part in this narrative that he has written for the local church across rural communities. We trust in what he's doing with us together. But much more than that, because of who he is, because of what he's able to do, because of what he has done, we don't want to do anything else but be faithful to what we believe God has called us to and instructed us to to do together. So that's biblical obedience in its fullness, I believe, is about following instruction that comes out of a relationship and is done so with a holy reverence. And holy reverence is crucial because it's in these moments when God asks us to do big things or things that seem big to us, 
like Noah crafting this enormous saving ark, in these moments, it's good to be reminded who we are responding to and not even, and that even in these moments, in doing something that feels big to us, God is doing something through our faithfulness that has a far greater reach than we can anticipate. Worthy are you, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power, for you created all things, and by your will they existed and were created. So I'm going to, I would like to actually cover some of that blueprint, some of that instruction, get a feel for the roadmap that we believe God is depositing in us and shaping us in this journey together. Before I do that, I just want to pick up a few things just as we've covered some of these areas. So one, firstly, if you are here today or watching online and you are not a Christian, the Bible puts the emphasis on relationship with God first. So my encouragement to you is if you want to discover what it is to know God or about Christianity, attempt to start building friendship with God, relationship with God. Investigate, find out all that you know, all that you can know about him. Speak to him. Learn from Christians. We are approachable, Yes. Some of us are approachable. That's good. Find the people who said yes and go to them. And we'd love to share our experience with you, yes? Yeah. yeah. Find out what this Jesus is like. Grab a Bible for yourself. Seek him out for yourself. Because it's only through relationship that you'll get to know God. And it's not until you get to know God that you'll understand the greatness and the goodness of God. And once you begin to grasp the greatness and goodness of God, then you'll discover the most utmost respect for God. And then like Noah, be willingly and lovingly wanting to carry out his instruction. This is what the Bible calls obedience. And for some that is going to come very quickly, like a gigantic wave of understanding and experience. And for some this will take time. Either way, my encouragement to you is to investigate for yourselves. And let me just say that this definition of obedience, this is the caveat, should act like a safeguarding tool for you to explore Christianity. Meaning... Not all church environments are the same. And if you find yourself in a place where Christians are asking you to be obedient to stuff before you've experienced walking with God, then you are in the wrong place. A church family should be helping you to discover what it is to walk with God and everything else will overflow from that place of relationship. So secondly, for those who are part of the church family who like to focus on that outworking of obedience that comes from faithfully following God's instruction out of relationship with him and a holy fear of him, we, like Noah, can willingly and lovingly carry out God's instructions, which includes, at times, being obedient to others. So this means that in light of obedience to God, we can willingly, willingly and lovingly be faithful as sons and daughters to fathers and mothers, as employees to employers, as community this is a tricky one, as a community to government. We also have a model set before us in how God operates, of what it is like to be utterly trustworthy, faithful, and worthy of respect when delivering instruction. So likewise, we can imitate God in being faithful deliverers of instruction as fathers and mothers to children, employers to employees, and government to community. So let me encourage you that this is an overflow of relationship. Noah walked with God, be encouraged to go do likewise. Okay, so let's have a little look at that blueprint before uh, we get back to bringing the guys back and responding and worship together. Some of that roadmap, 
We feel God has given for our journey together as family. And I guess it would be helpful to start with vision. Now, I won't be unpacking this too much because in Wimborne, we will be looking at this as part of our DNA series over the next seven weeks. However, it is particularly helpful to share a little bit now. So, the vision of New Life Community Church, our vision together is to see many lives transformed by Jesus, to be a local church that pioneers and establishes new communities of believers, and to provide love and support for those who struggle with life's challenges. Now, in one sense, this is our ark. This is what we are building according to what God has deposited in us. Now, in one way, hopefully none of these should be too much of a surprise to you. However, I do think it is important to know that we do specifically use these vision statements as anchor points to help determine what activities we commit to and what faith steps we take as a church family. For example, to be a local church that pioneers, that, that helps us not to think just in terms of replication, meaning God is doing something pretty awesome with the neighboring church down the road. Let's just copy what they're doing. No, it helps us, shapes us specifically to think in what ways can we see lives transformed, new communities of believers established, and see love and support provided within our specific cultural and environmental contexts. Now, we can celebrate what God is doing through our brothers and sisters down the road, and there is great wisdom in recognizing where the fruit is, seeing how God is working through other church families, and then asking that question, what does that mean for us? But I think that we are learning that because of the rural context of which we live, it's okay to think outside the box when it comes to building together. The fruit of that thinking has resulted in our high street hub premises in Fordham Bridge called The Branch, which Nikki's here, she oversees, give away, hooray. <clears throat> Does a phenomenal job there. Um, I've lost my track, that, that, that was a bit screw if then. <clears throat> um, yes, however, yeah, I, I think you can see that within a rural community and you think, actually, that has potential for replication here because our communities, in one sense, are very sim similar. Great to have a high street presence that has a hub with the lights on, the church is visible and present in the middle of the community type of thing. You think, yeah, I get really excited about it. However, as we spend time growing our understanding and seeing what God is doing, we may also conclude that God is calling us to pioneer something completely new here in this community. And this is where we are at with being one church family in multiple locations. We feel God is opening the door to pioneer something new across rural communities. And this might be something that is replicable, replicable elsewhere. Who knows? But we certainly do see the potential for it here. I think God has shown us the uniqueness of the area in which we live. Literally, the ge geography, towns and villages, all within 15 to 20 minutes drive of one another. All relatively rural contexts with ways of working that are different. We're different to city folk. <clears throat> or larger town contexts. But we all need the gospel, the truth and love of Jesus Christ. And I particularly see a banner, one banner emerging, one banner being raised across these areas, a church family like a city on a hill that is visible and beautiful on mission together across these local rural communities. God has opened the door for us to be one family. And by God's grace, God will continue to open that door into Downton, I'm personally very excited to see us become one church in Wimborne, Fordham Bridge, and Downton. 
And who knows what happens from there? So there continues to be lots to learn and lots to do as we seek to build well. So we appreciate your grace and your kindness and your help and plenty of prayerful support as we go forward. And as part of that building press, I just want to share one of the next key points in the roadmap. So when Abraham started that journey into the unknown, following God in faith, he was not known as Abraham, but his name was Abraham. At the very seasoned age of 99, God confirms his covenant with Abraham that he shall be the father of a multitude of nations. And the mark of this exceedingly fruitful season of promise was a new name given to him. God said, no longer shall, you, shall your name be called Abraham, Abraham, sorry, but your name shall be called Abraham, which literally means father of a multitude. Names, particularly in the Bible, are significant. They carry a godly weight with them. So it's interesting that in new seasons, God, as a mark of his commitment, of his faithfulness to fulfill what he's promised, he gives a new name. In October, we will have another One Church Sunday penciled in, where we'll be here together again in Wimborne. And on that day, in line with the prophetic deposit we feel we have been given by God as a church family together, on that day, we will celebrate a new season with a new name that raises the banner of the church a little bit higher across rural communities. And by God's grace and purpose, marks a fruitful season of promise for this church family. On that day, we will celebrate being New Life Community Church in both Wimborne and Fallen Bridge. So don't be surprised when you see a few things starting to change here and there between now and then. That will be just us trying to faithfully prepare for this next milestone moment together as God's family. We believe God has called us to build something new. Our hope is to be faithful builders. Like Noah, we feel very much like we are building to be a blessing to the family he has entrusted with us trusted us with but within that we also feel convicted that through our obedience to him God will enable what happens to serve a much bigger purpose than we can currently conceive right now something that has a greater reach and impact according to his purposes and for his glory amen amen, amen. let me invite the bands back up please it's half the church isn't it? <laughs> and should we stand together? Probably one or two. So let's together set about the purpose of being faithful builders taking great steps of faith because of our willingness to be obedient to him our God <laughs> hey, family's, family's messy sometimes isn't it Sometimes you get a wrong note here every now and then <laughs> at the right time. <laughs> Let's set about the purpose of being faithful builders, taking great steps of faith because of our willingness to be obedient to him. A God who
who instructs, a God who has taken marvelous lengths to build friendship with us, and a mighty holy God to whom we show the utmost respect. Heavenly Father, we just come before you as a church family. Father, in what feels like a thrilling and potentially terrifying unknown path that we venture on together, Lord, we just want to declare right now our confidence in you. And we want to thank you that, Father, uh, we are confident to press and step forward in faith, not necessarily because of who we are, but because of the God who goes before us. And so, Lord God, even now, as we've had this wonderful time together as family, Lord, would you continue to cement, Father, what you are doing uh, with us as a church family together in different locations, Lord God? Would you knit our hearts? Would you stir us to mission together, Father? Would you um, excite us? And may there be an abundance of joy, even now in our conversations post our time together, Father. May joy overflow, I pray, Father, in conversations and friendships, Father. We love you. Help us to be intentional about reaching out to one another, Uh, Lord God. But we thank you for who you are. In Jesus' name, amen.